Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. Hello and welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. Well, oh my goodness me. It's Friday today and this week was book launch week. So on Wednesday, my book, Activate Your RAS, The Art and Science of Creating Your Reality from the Inside Out, went live. Woohoo! It's available on Amazon. And I can honestly say that my feet have not touched the ground since Wednesday. It's been the most phenomenal couple of days. And I wanted to thank you because, oh my goodness me, the support that you guys have given me, the messages, the screenshots of your orders, just everything. You know, it's been, I couldn't have even imagined it would have been so amazing. I know that at one point I was number three in a couple of categories in the charts in um, Amazon. And the most exciting thing ever was that I made it to number five in the NLP book charts. And here's the most exciting part about that. The only people that were ahead of me, I think, if I remember this rightly, was Jose Silva and Paul McKenna. I will take that. I am happy to have Paul McKenna ahead of me, but to even see my name right next to his was just oh, mind-blowing. It was awesome. That being said, which of course was phenomenal and way more than I expected, it really was just the oh, the messages, the, all the stuff that I said earlier that really made it special. Having that one-to-one -one interaction with so many of you and hearing your excitement about it was what really made it for me. So truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much for making it that amazing experience that it was. What I can say is I'm going to take a minute before I start writing book two, because, oh my goodness me, I did not realise how much energy that I had invested in the book launch, even though there wasn't a great deal that was left to do with the book itself, really just kind of sharing about it and making people aware, it's amazing how much energy goes into a certain thing, a goal, an outcome, an activity, a certain date without even realising it. I think it's the mental and the emotional energy that's invested into it in a good way. It was excitement and a bit of anticipation and just all positive things, yet it's still energy. And it was only the evening of Wednesday after the book had gone live and I sat down, I was absolutely exhausted and not so much from the responding to messages and chatting with you and sharing about it and all that good stuff. It was more the, the, what's the word, you know, like you, uh, you pop a balloon, the pin pops in your, and the energy just kind of released and I slept like I have never slept before. Only not for many hours, I must add, because I didn't go to bed till quite late and I was up early again the next day. But those hours, I don't think I've slept that well in, I can't even remember when I slept that well. It was just phenomenal. So thank you for such a great night's sleep. That was very, very welcome. And 
Today, to continue with the book, because it's been so exciting, and the feedback that I've had from those of you have, who have received it already, because I know some of you are still waiting, um, it's been wonderful. So I'm so glad that you're finding it really, really useful and getting so much out of it already. Today, what I thought I would do is actually share the introduction with you. So I'm going to read to you the introduction. The audio, audio blah, blah, the audible book isn't going to be available until the end of the year because I have to learn how to speak like a human first, clearly. But uh, I'm going to read this chapter to you anyway so that you can get a flavour for the book. So if you haven't ordered it yet and you're intrigued to read a bit about it or hear a bit about it, I should say, and find out what it's all about, then I thought that'd be good fun. And if you have bought it and you've read it already, then I my belief is certainly anyway that reading something twice can be of massive benefit, if you enjoyed it the first time, maybe. We perceive things differently based on what's happening for us internally in that moment. We delete, distort and generalise information based on our model of the world, our version of reality. Now, you're going to be learning all about that as you make your way through the book. And to give you a kind of example of what I mean by this, if you read the book when you're maybe not feeling great, you may end up feeling better afterwards, yet you may have missed information based on how you were feeling in that moment or read it differently to how you would when you're feeling good. Also, you're reading, so you're doing it visually, whereas hearing it, you may pick up on something that you missed when you looked at the page. So I thought either way, you may not care to listen. You may just prefer to read, but I thought I'll share it with you and then you can do with it what you will. But uh, I hope you enjoy it. I, again, thank you for everything. It's just been phenomenal. And let's get started then with the introduction to activate your reticular activating system. The best way to foresee the story is to write it. It was just another Thursday afternoon. There was nothing out of the ordinary except for the red car. It seemed to be following me. The funny thing was, I'd never noticed it before, and yet now it was everywhere. I had to wonder whether it had always been there. I'd only thought about the red car for the first time the day before, and suddenly it was appearing on every street corner, every driveway, even the supermarket car park. What on earth was going on? Let me backtrack slightly to the previous week, when I was first introduced to the concept that us humans have the ability to create our own realities. By creating our own realities, I mean that no matter what we wanted, big or small, we could achieve it. This was something I'd had no idea about and it was big news. I was very excited at the possibility that it could be true and keen to know how so I could get started straight away. There was a backlog of things I wanted to create, so I had some catching up to do. My understanding from the little I had read was that our thoughts become things. So all I had to do was ask the universe to deliver what I wanted, imagine the life I desired in my mind and trust that it would arrive. Simple. I kick-started my creation process by doing just that. I let my imagination wonder as I thought about the shiny new red car I'd been drooling over. I pictured myself driving it, my hands on the steering wheel whilst I sang along to my favourite songs with the windows down and feeling pretty cool. It was only a few days later that something odd began happening. That very car, the one I thought was unique, seemed to be everywhere I turned. And I'm not just talking about on the roads. 
It was in magazines and TV adverts. I even saw it on the background of people's Facebook posts. It was the strangest thing, and whilst it was very exciting, I had no idea what it really meant. Was it a sign? Was I on the right track to receiving the car? I wondered if I should just carry on imagining it and trust that things would fall into place when the time was right. I wasn't sure whether to go with the flow and just believe the car would land on my driveway. I found myself asking the universe if it was telling me that I should just go for it, take out a loan and hope I'd have the money for the repayments when they were due. I felt excited but confused, hopeful but frustrated, eager but overwhelmed, happy when I saw the car, sad that I didn't have it and a whole mixture of emotions in between. What I really wanted to know was, what was the shiny red car telling me? Sound familiar? Of course, this isn't just limited to cars. When I first found out that I could create my own reality, I took everything as a sign. I would play a song I loved for the first time in years and then it seemed to be playing everywhere I went, in shops, bars, on the radio, and it wasn't even popular. I investigated the words in the song to see if there was a message within the lyrics that I needed to know. After really enjoying a certain brand of peanut butter at a friend's house and wanting some for myself, there it was on the shelf in every supermarket and every corner shop I entered. It appeared on adverts, billboards, leaflets, but I could have sworn it hadn't existed before the first day I put it on my toast. I decided to get a cat and to no surprise, my cat, or at least a very close lookalike, lived across the street, down the road, on the front of cat food, and some of them even had the same name. I couldn't help but question, how had I not seen them before? Were they always there? If that was the case, how would I not notice them? I had so many questions around the idea of being able to create my own reality and what that had to do with the things I'd been thinking about showing up everywhere I went. My initial introduction into this world came through a book that wrote about the universal law known as the law of attraction. The law of attraction states that like attracts like. Thoughts become things and you can manifest anything you want. Manifest simply means to bring something into existence. The basic concept is that we emit energy and all energy has an energetic frequency to it that vibrates at a certain rate. Just like magnets, when frequencies are a vibrational match, they attract each other. When our thoughts are a match to the things we desire, they become our reality and so you get what you think about. It made sense. I'd thought about all of those things, the car, the song, the peanut butter, the cat and its name. And so there they were showing up everywhere, although not necessarily on my driveway. Back to my earlier question, what did those things showing up actually mean? After lots of reading and research on the subject, I came to the conclusion that I must be on track to creating the things I wanted in my life because I was surrounded by them. I was sure that it was evidence that I was on the way to being a vibrational match. Otherwise, why else would I be seeing them? It was a sign. From the little knowledge that I had at that point, I decided that when the things I desired randomly showed up a number of times, things that I'd never really noticed until I wanted them for myself, it was the universe telling me to go for it, whatever it was. And when I say go for it, let me be clear. What that often meant was buying the things I wanted to create in my life, even when I couldn't afford them. I believed that even though it felt scary and I had my doubts, I should take the plunge. Feel the fear and do it anyway. 
the universe had shown me that I was vibrationally aligned with my desires because I was seeing them all over the place. So I just needed to trust in the process and believe it would all be okay. It didn't turn out to be quite that simple and I very quickly discovered there was a difference between stepping outside of what felt comfortable, trusting that everything would work out and putting myself in a position that was doomed to fail from the start. The reality was that when I first started reading about how thoughts become things, I barely had any money to eat, let alone treat myself to the car I'd been eyeing up that was way out of my price range. I had gone on to read a number of books after learning about the law of attraction, and they all said the same thing. If I could see it in my mind, then I could have it. I pictured the money rolling into my bank account every day. I imagined the shiny red car I wanted landing on my driveway, the man of my dreams arriving on a white horse to come and rescue me, my dream job being offered to me out of nowhere. It turned out that just trusting money would appear, while simultaneously losing sleep over my ever-growing list of bills, didn't actually work out the way I'd hoped. But I was stubborn, and I wanted to prove I could do it, that visualising the life I wanted would bring it into my experience, and so I persevered. It took me a while to recognise that there was more than just imagination required to pay for the material things I wanted. Whilst I believed anything was possible, that logic didn't necessarily apply to me, and I managed to get myself into debt at an impressive rate. The lack of belief I had in my ability to create the life I wanted very quickly became a never-ending cycle of negativity that kept feeding itself, a cycle that I couldn't seem to find a way out of. I tried visualising and it didn't work, which proved that I was a failure. I believed I was a failure, so I behaved like a failure. Behaving like a failure led to results of failing. I proved myself right. Aha! I thought I was a failure and I was right. Round and round the cycle went, with what felt like no exit point in sight. The more I thought it, the more evidence I gathered that it was true, making the belief stronger every time. What it did show me was that my thoughts really do become things. After many months of sitting at home, taking little action and hoping my lottery ticket would come in, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, that doesn't work, I was so frustrated and decided I'd had enough of lounging around and thinking. It was time to take action. Even so, the desires I had were much bigger than my belief that I could achieve them. And looking back, I can see the amount of action I took was a reflection of that belief. In other words, very little. There was an obvious mismatch between what I wanted and what I thought was even probable, let alone likely. So back to the question, what is the shiny red car or any other object of your desire trying to tell you? What does it mean? I have some good news. There is a simple answer to why the very things you long for and repeatedly think about begin to show up time and time again in your experience. It's all to do with your RAS, or your reticular activating system, to give it its fullest name. Meet your RAS. Let me introduce you. I'll keep the science brief for now. Your RAS is a small piece of the brain that sits close to the top of the spinal column, extending upwards about two inches with a diameter the size of a pencil. And in that piece of the brain is a whole bundle of nerves. There is so much information being received through your senses every second of the day, far too much for you to consciously process and be aware of. Your RAS acts like a radar, 
scanning everything around you, all of the sensory information you're taking in, and it filters through it and decides which bits are important and which bits are not. The things your ass deems important are the things that you're then aware of. It activates and sends a signal to your conscious mind, bringing that very thing to your attention. The things that are not deemed important aren't brought to your attention. They are unknowingly left out of your awareness. Your RAS is essentially the gatekeeper of your conscious mind. The red car had been mentally labelled as important, and so my RAS had allowed it through and alerted me of its existence. The reason it's such a huge part in creating your reality and the reason it's a good idea to become acquainted with your ass is because there are opportunities metaphorically knocking on your door every day. But if your ass isn't on high alert and activated when those opportunities are ready and waiting, then you simply won't know they exist. So the real questions are, how does your ass know when to activate? What do you do with that information? And how do you change its signal if your activation is not on target to achieving your goals? This book is going to explain just that. To set the tone for what we'll cover, it's important to first mention that reality you know isn't reality at all. It's only your perception of it, which, ironically, is therefore your reality. Now, saying this is all very well and good. But if you're anything like me, you're probably wondering what it really means. And more importantly, what can you do about it? There's an old saying dating back centuries from the Greek god Hermes Trismegistus. As within, so without. This statement is very true. You really do create your reality from the inside out, which means you do indeed have the ability to purposefully create your life. Powerful stuff, right? Of course, Only when you know how to change your internal world, that is. There's another saying, knowledge is power. Also true. Well, it's half the story anyway. Knowledge does indeed have the potential to be powerful, but it only goes so far. Knowing something isn't the same as doing it, and the real power lies in the application of the knowledge. Let's face it. Everyone knows that eating well and regular exercise are a big part of what makes you physically healthy. But knowing this doesn't change anything unless you use that knowledge to take action. Yet without that knowledge, where would you begin? It's the same when it comes to turning your dreams into your reality. This book will take you on a journey into your mind. You will learn the mechanics of creation which is the first step in understanding how to apply it in your own life through the practical tips and exercises. Full disclaimer, be prepared to discover a great deal about yourself and by default, you'll learn about others too, which will probably answer a lot of questions you have about some people along the way. It certainly did for me. Before you dive in, here's a quick guide on how to use this book. As with anything in life, there are always exceptions. So if I generalise at points throughout this book, it's only to assist in understanding the message I want to get across. I'm assuming that because you're reading this, you're ready to begin making changes in your life. For change to happen, you have to know where you're starting from. You are going to learn a lot about yourself and other people through this process. Maybe you will recognise elements of yourself in some of the stories you read. This book is filled with lots of interesting information about the process of creation and manifestation. 
Throughout this book, you'll also find activation points, which are the practical tips and exercises to put your knowledge into action and begin making positive changes in your life. My suggestion is to read the book from beginning to end and in order, as each chapter builds on the previous one, and so jumping ahead may leave you a little confused. You can carry out the exercises as you go along, or you may prefer to read the whole book first and then revisit the exercises in the order they appear in the book. The best way to get results from the exercises is to answer the questions from the heart, trusting whatever comes to mind. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and uncover some of the things that you may have been unaware of until reading this book. If you hold back, then the things you want in life will hold back too. You can use this book as a working manual and refer back to any chapter and the activation points in them as needed in the future. Most importantly, enjoy this part of the never-ending journey of self-discovery and growth. You may be wondering, who am I and why should you listen to anything I have to say? Now is probably a good time to introduce myself. Hey, I'm Sean, an internationally certified trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy and a master coach. Having been in the position where not waking up seemed like the better option, right the way through to today, where, whilst I do love my bed, I only wish that now I could survive with less sleep so I could spend more time awake and doing the things I love. After much frustration on my journey of personal development, I stumbled across tools and techniques that changed my life in so many ways. I have achieved things that, in the past, would have seemed impossible writing this book being one of them. Much of what I talk about in this book is based on the models that I have learned over a decade of my own learning. Although I can't include everything I've learned in one book, I have personally used everything I'll be sharing with you. If you take just one thing from this book and that changes your perception, that could be enough to change the whole trajectory of your life. It's important to say here that I am still on a journey of growth, of becoming and stepping into the person I need to be so I can do and have everything I want in life. I used to beat myself up for not having already achieved my goals and being at the metaphorical finish line. Now I've come to appreciate that it's a journey that never ends. There is always more. This really is a good thing. Imagine if you reached the peak of your existence and that was it. Then what? I consider myself to be a student of life, always ready to learn. I invite you to join me, to come along and share this experience of personal growth together. Through the ups and downs, the highs and lows, knowing there will always be something for us to learn and that we are never done. My intention in writing this book is to help you live a life you feel excited to wake up to every morning. A life that even with its ups and downs, side note, you'll still have those, gives you the passion to keep going, to reach for your big goals and know they are possible. I want you to understand yourself a little more as well as the things that have led you here today and how to take steps to create the tomorrow you've been dreaming of. All I ask is that you read this book with an open mind and heart, knowing that like any book, it's certainly not a magic pill that will make everything you don't want disappear nor will a shiny red car manifest itself onto your driveway tomorrow. 
What it will do is help you understand how you can really make big changes through learning and applying the art and science of creating your reality. With that in mind, let's begin. So if you have stuck around until now, then I hope you enjoyed the introduction. Gosh, it seems like such a long time ago that I wrote that first introduction and it morphed and changed many times over, like we do as people. Yet it really does take me back to and reconnects me with the reason that I wrote the book in the first place, which I shared on a previous podcast episode. I'll put a link in the show notes, actually, in case you want to revisit that one or hear it for the first time. Yeah, thank you and have an amazing day. I look forward to seeing you next time. I wonder if by next week I will have stopped flying high. In fact, do you know, there is a chapter in the book about this whole flying high and what follows. So yeah, when you get to that chapter, drop me a message. Let me know when you notice it. See if you can spot what it is. And also, if you have ordered the book, if you're reading it, please let me know. Drop me a message on Instagram to tell me how you're getting on or send me an email. I really want to know what you take from it, how you get on with the activation points and all that good stuff. There are some free book resources, which you'll find in the book. You'll know where to head. So make sure you access them as well. And if you do enjoy the book, I would really appreciate it if you would head to Amazon to leave a review. It really does make all the difference. So have an amazing week and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.